Who is that? What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm, I, okay, what are you doing here? <laughs> we didn't agree to this. I don't know the stranger, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, can we just kick her out, please? Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 I, like I don't. I don't mean to, but sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You just kicked <laughs> both of us out and we <laughs> <laughs> okay, the intro. Yeah, oh. Okay, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Maria. <laughs> and this is it's the quiet. This is the quiet. <laughs> this, this is an absolute disaster. This is work. the uncoordinated child. <laughs> yeah. Uncoordinated child. Hello everyone! Welcome to the very, very final episode of Sketchacast COVID. Yes, folks, unfortunately I'm gonna have to take a little break from Sketchacast, at least for the time being, but I gotta say it's been a very fun ride, some really fun guests, some wonderful people, but of course, you know, real life gets in the way and sometimes you just gotta pull the plug on little mini projects, but that's just how the world works, right, Bo Burnham? <laughs> but regardless of that, um, we're going to end this off with a bang because my two guests here are the quiet kids, Rebecca Wu and Maria Diaz. Hey, guys. Hi. Yeah, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Maria. And uh, yeah, we're from the quiet kids. We're the quiet kids. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, out of curiosity, um, what are the quiet kids specifically? Because I'm sure whoever's listening is going to be like, the quiet kids, or are they kids who are just quiet all the, the time and listen to music or something? Uh, yeah, I guess so. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's just a pretty casual radio show that we want people to slot in for. Uh, we just talk about like current things in our lives. You know, it's it's just a sort of friends, chemistry, sort of hanging out. We've, we've had like pretty interesting conversations just on our own. So maybe it might, you know, we might catch something pretty interesting recorded. Yeah. Nice. So you kind of just like, as the, the old saying goes, just shoot the stuff out and see what pops up? Yeah, honestly, it was mostly just my own closest group of friends who were, who were watching and it was just us sort of hanging out. So I, I don't know, I think it's nice. I think it was good to like try to have like little projects and little things in that. Definitely. But yeah, are you, would you, are you actually asking more about like where the name came from though? Well, yeah, I guess that too, but mainly just the origins of the name and also like why I guess you decided to start it all up. Yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of have like sort of like introvert music. I guess like I just listen to a bunch of whole obscure stuff, and uh, we get to share our music together. Yeah, Maria, what do, what do you define it as? I don't know. I remember that the name came up because we're both very introverted people. So we were like, oh yeah, maybe we should incorporate that in the name, and that's how it came up. Yeah, we were like that. Uh, I feel like I was like that quiet kid in the class, basically. Um, oh yeah. Basically, all all throughout the grades and stuff like that. And turns out Maria was. You're, you're like that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we met each other. We didn't talk to each other for like a whole semester, by the way. We just like sat next <laughs> to each other and we partnered sat up. We each other and talk about the weather. Where else? <laughs> we talk about the weather? Was it literally the weather? the weather? Yes. It was? Okay. It was. Wow. Wow. Riveting. But it's, um, <laughs> but after the next semester, I thought like, hey, do you want to try to help finish this animation homework with me? Uh, you know, we got to get this shit done. It's a- uh... Hold on. What animation was this for and uh, where was this animation made, if I'm in the So ask? we met in freshman year and this was our second semester together. And we just happened to have similar classes. 
and um, we had the intro to 2D class. Yeah, it was the first animation class. For those who don't know, uh, Maria and Rebecca went to MICA and they graduated just around the time of when the coronavirus happened. So they y'all kind of barely graduated even. But regardless, yeah. in spite of that, and I do hope those uh, four years there were at the very least fascinating. Yeah, you know, I, I think I have a lot of memories there and a lot of fun in the stand. And, you know, I wouldn't have met Maria otherwise. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't think she's used to me being sentimental to her. So that's <laughs> I usually don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that I have, like, a lot of fun memories um, of Micah. I think that that's also, like, just um, going to college, too, and, like, meeting new people and getting new experiences. So, I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of good memories attached to that. Nice. Yeah. And you, you, you happen to be there, too. <laughs> so i guess rebecca you mentioned animation um reminder uh maria you went to micah for illustration right yes so like based on that like what got you both interested to pursue the medium of visual arts for me it definitely was my childhood um like i always did it even like first grade people said i was good for my age and shit like that uh it wasn't you know it was like a first grade drawing unicorns and stuff but, you know, I had fun. People liked it and I kept going at it. And I think I like got really into it like late elementary school and people were like, wow, I love your drawings. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. I like drawing. I was always into indoor races rather than outdoor races, you know. Uh, um, yeah, so I was just like, what made me start doing it? I'm not sure. I took my first actual class maybe like when I was around 10 from like this lady called Joy of Art and she like taught people to like paint and do like more realistic stuff. Other stuff in art, uh, I guess just drawing the cartoons that you watch. Like I always would stick around with the kids channels and stuff. Like drawing like, fan art. Did you draw fan art? I, I guess like I drew a lot of SpongeBob, but, <laughs> but like he's like- I, I did too. I did too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know he's like my favorite in the world, but he's like my go-to to show off that I could draw <laughs> to show up. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, if you looked at it now, it was pretty creepy. Don't, don't look at my great SpongeBob pictures. Did you, out of curiosity, ever make like fan art of any Cartoon Network shows, would be them old or, or new? Because I think I did quite a bunch of those around middle school. Uh, I think it's pretty classic to be like a kid and draw like Powerpuff Girls as, as, yes. as like, cute teenagers or something like that. Yes! <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yes! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Powerpuff Girls is fun and uh, I started making my own characters based off like around actually around late elementary school too. I like this should probably be part of like what made me interested in art but I like to play pretend with my toys a lot basically. And basically I would end up drawing them and making like characters out of them on like what they would look like. And they would sort of develop the stories from that. So that's also like part of where a lot of that started. Yeah, I guess not to sound like too in common, but I used to like, have you ever had those Magna Doodles? Magna Doodles. I don't is think so. The... Oh, wait, is it the thing where you like sort of brush over it? Sort of. For those who don't remember, it was like this semi-electronic board that you would doodle over and erase and doodle again. Oh. And I would create my own stories on there. I'd be like, this is one panel. This is the next panel. You know, so on and so forth. It drove my parents crazy, but at the same time, they were like, oh, he's making stories. That makes sense. No. <laughs> Out of curiosity, have your parents, like, supported y'all in your passions for the arts? 
Um, so mine were okay. Like they say, oh, okay, there's some animation jobs, so maybe she can get money. That's basically <laughs> the idea. And also they thought like, oh, she seems to have some sort of skill for it, so maybe this can turn into something. Yeah. Uh, they were fine with it. They didn't really know what was going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Maria, how did you get interested in art and then uh, how do your parents feel? Um, I don't know. It's pretty similar. I just really like drawing. I was the person who drew the things in class. Like, I don't know. I remember whenever we had to make drawing projects and stuff like that, the class would always ask me to do them because they knew that I really liked drawing. So I don't know. I guess it started from there. And I only had like two art classes in high school. And those were like my favorite classes ever. I just really like, I don't know, everything about art. I love going to museums and stuff. And I don't know, I just wanted to see where it could go and how to pursue it further. Nice. Yeah, also very interested in cartoons and anime and stuff like that. Do y'all have like a personal favorite cartoon or even even artist? That's so hard though for me to answer. <laughs> I do think I am more attached to like 2000s cartoons because I just grew up with them. Like uh, once again, like Powerpuff Girls or Dexter's. I love Dexter's Lab as like a really little kid. And I, I don't know why, because I usually like girly stuff and stuff, but... Like, for some reason, I thought the lab was really cool. Uh, I love Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Like, rewatching it, I just, I don't know. The, the sense of humor honestly watched, gets me uh, more than before. <laughs> did you ever watch Kim Possible or Jimmy Neutron? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, oh Jimmy Neutron, yeah. Oh, we're going to have a couple of jokes about Jimmy Neutron. That's probably fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've seen Jimmy Neutron. Uh, Carl is a hunk. Uh, yeah, hey. great show. <laughs> Carl Reeser. Oh, man. You know, I guess, like, going beyond uh, influences, regardless of your in interests of, like, illustration or animation, um, out of all the art colleges in, you know, this country, America, um, what was the main reason y'all settled on the oldest one, Micah? I think that I just chose it because they gave me, like, a really good scholarship, and also it had, like, the lowest acceptance rate or something, so I was like, yeah, I'm going there. Really? Yeah. I think that uh, I between the, the ones that I applied to, that was the one that had, like, a, a lower Oh, okay. Well, in fairness, you probably didn't apply to Cal Arts or anything. Oh, no. Yeah, California yeah. was too far. I always stayed on the, like, on the coast. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, Maria just came from Venezuela on her first day of college stuff like that well maybe not the first day of college but like I knew that when you were a freshman here like this was basically your first year in America right yeah yeah my first year in the U.S. and you're still here I'm still here get me out no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness I wish I could leave too <laughs> no the U.S. the U.S. is fine yeah uh, for me I think with Micah it was like a distance thing and I was still very confused with what I wanted to do with my life exactly like, I was definitely thinking about going to art colleges, so I did apply to ones with maybe lower acceptance rates. So SCAD, Pratt, and Micah, I think, were my choices. You mentioned SCAD. I have a question. Not SCAD. Oh, wait. Yeah, SCAD did accept me, but no, I was talking about uh, actually Chicago, the Chicago one. Oh. Um, but I, SCAD did accept me. I didn't like SCAD when I visited them. For some reason, <laughs> I just had an off vibe from them. Uh, and then it turns out I was right, because they are banned from Portfolio Day and are sketchy as hell. So I'm glad I didn't like SCAD. Don't go um, to SCAD, folks. This podcast is brought to you by anti-SCAD haters. Um, but I, no, I was actually talking about, uh, is it called Psych? Like S, the Chicago one, uh, S-I-A. I think so. S-A-I-C. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was my first one Ike. that I actually did. <laughs> I don't know if they call it psych. Psych! Um, <laughs> uh, uh, out of those, I think I chose Micah because I did get a scholarship from Pratt, but they didn't cover the housing costs, and I think Micah did. And also, just Micah is also in the same state, and right. I guess like all the times I'd have to come back for holidays. But the thing that, no, the thing that really made me do Micah, like I know there's like convenience, but there's also like they seemed like they were flexible in, in picking which direction you could go in, basically. Yeah, I think the school has, like, for all its faults, is pretty flexible in terms of who they bring in. Yeah, another thing that I searched when I was searching for universities was the ones that had, like, um, international students. Like, I definitely didn't want to go to one that was really, um, like, that didn't have that many international students because I was afraid that I wasn't going to have enough um, resources, if that makes sense. Like, if I needed help with my visa or whatever. There's, like, a decent amount of uh, people from other... There's a decent amount of international students on Micah, which is pretty cool. I I like that. Yeah. No, I was... I think I'm almost, like, in the opposite student as Maris. She went to, like, America for the very first time. I was just staying in the same state I've lived in my whole life. (laughs) <laughs> I just like oh okay a half an hour drive okay that, that was it that is wild <laughs> it's kind of wild just how opposite that is <laughs> that makes sense I don't know if me going to Micah was a better decision than you aren't or anything but what's done is done you know we got our degrees and now we've pretty much moved on you know hmm. where do you have anything more to say about Micah um I don't know the people were really cool I don't know I guess that's that is what I remember the most. I think there was like a mix of like cool people and people who didn't work out so well with me, but yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what? I think I'll say this. This just has to do with college overall. It's like, I think what I've learned about social cliques and all that, you're always going to find people you either agree with or disagree with, so on and so forth. But a lot of it is just really about who you know and who can support you thoroughly throughout, I guess, the ups and downs, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's why I have, why there's Maria. I'm glad I'm, I'm happy with the roommates I picked. Thank um, you. I know I'm the best. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I always would just stick to the people that I knew, really. Um, there's some people who I actually really liked, but just wish that I could have talked to them more. But, you know, it's just stuff gets in the way. And uh, I was always a pretty, like, quiet person. Like, I'm not, I hope I don't come off as thinking that I hated, like, a lot of people or most people. There's just, like, this one guy who was, like, bothering people. I see what you mean. Well, also, I think what we we tend to forget is that, like, you know, the timing of trying to talk to someone can always be tricky because, like, you never know if someone's too busy or somebody is wanting to chat later, so on and so forth. But regardless, at the end of the day, like, whatever makes you comfortable chatting with others, you know? Yeah. But I guess that aside, um, out of curiosity, when the pandemic did happen in uh, early 2020, from what I remember, I guess I mentioned earlier that y'all graduated during the pandemic. What was that like, being at college for four years and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this crap happened. We can't have an actual graduation because of this. Um, I think at first I didn't realize the weight of it. It's definitely not something I ever would have thought of or ever would have predicted. That I never imagined the ending would be like that. I noticed Maria was feeling like really sad and I didn't realize it because then I realized when she was talking and I realized like wait there's actually only like two more days left that we get to see each other. It only dawned on me like that <laughs> that point point. Um, and you know she she lives in a different state and everything so 
we had like one last night together that was like fun and we went out and uh you partied kind of it was just us okay. two uh maybe i maybe we tried inviting some i remember people. we went to b1 oh we it, went to b1 yeah i remember us going to brass tap i think we must have yeah we, and then we went to brass tap i think like we got yeah. food from b1 and then we went to brass tap and yeah we had a couple of drinks and then <laughs> i remember this because it was oh god i still had to pack all of my stuff from my room so i was just packing until like 3 or 4 a.m and then i had to go to work the next day so i had like a terrible hangover and i just showed up <laughs> oh yeah like the worst headache of my life <laughs> i'm sorry about that. i did want to have a night together though but no no that's fine i also wanted to but in the morning i was like shit i cannot get up uh, my brain hurts and then I was yeah, like it's the last hard. time that I get to see the people at work so I need well, to you know go and say goodbye to everyone well, in fairness a pandemic like this would cause more than just a hangover I'll just leave it at that yeah but uh at least us coping with the pandemic <laughs> let's do it <laughs> Oh god, but that was like so intense going to work at like 8 a.m. after uh, just any morning, any morning hour is terrible. Yeah, and my brain and I was still like, oh my god, the world might be ending. I need to go to Florida in like a day or something and there's still like a bunch of stuff in my room and I need yeah. to say goodbye to everyone here forever. I was like so stupid and like dense to how like big the situation was because as like at first like oh yeah we'll be fine we're, wow we're just really taking this really hard <laughs> I was, I, was and, I remember you told me like wow I'm taking this awfully positively because wow it, it was because I'm such a positive person right no it's because <laughs> I like I didn't realize that we'd just be getting out of here that soon and this would actually mean I wouldn't see you for so long well in fairness it wasn't the last time y'all saw each other. Maybe the last time in person. Actually, uh, just last month, we were planning it for a couple of months, but we actually did meet up in uh, Maryland. Oh, cool. Yeah, we had a nice weekend together. That's great. That's really fun. Yeah. Hope y'all didn't go too crazy, you know, how safety regulations are. I mean, yeah, I mean, we did go out, but everything was open. We still had our masks and everything. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Fun. It was more like a weekend to just hang out. Yeah, and a lot of time was us hanging out inside uh, my place. Yeah, nice. we, saw, we caught up with Castlevania. Uh, we did like some makeup hijinks. It's great. Is Castlevania like the, you're talking about the Netflix cartoon, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was based uh, on a video game, but yeah, the yeah, yeah. Netflix one we, is what we did. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Is it any good? It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. Um, no, it's very pretty too, but it's not. That's not the only part, but it's it's good. The voice acting, like everything, is just great. I I love it. Truly, really yeah, we especially love the. Uh, it's uh, really good. Because of the. No, because. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she she you know some hot vampire people and. He's hot vampire people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm not gonna embarrass you too much. I think we can all agree. I think that's a universal statement. Definitely. See, I'm not alone here. No, I like hot vampire people, but I think you specifically liked Alucard, and that's, that's the difference. Excuse me. <laughs> For some reason, when I think of, every time I think of anyone named Alucard, even if it's from a different piece of media, I always think of, uh, what's that anime called? Helsing, for some reason. Oh, well, Helsing probably has an Alucard. I'll, so I know that Alucard is like Dracula backwards. Right, right. 
I don't know if he's like always his son in like every iteration of Dracula, but uh, yeah. I don't think so. He was just like a vampire, vampire hunter. Like he just hunted oh. vampires. I, I didn't finish watching it. I think that I always watch the first episode and then never. Even though uh, Alucard is technically just uh, a name backwards, I feel like it sounds like a really it nice works. name. Like it really works. It's, it's a nice sounding name. <laughs> so out of curiosity, now that it's been a little more than a year since y'all completed your college run, uh, how has work been going for y'all so far? And uh, are there any big projects that either of you have planned, like whether Maria has like a big installation piece planned or whether Rebecca's planning a massive animated collab or something? Yeah. Um, let's see. Maria, do you want to talk about the game that we're thinking about? Oh, yes. We we have been working and talking about this for a while. And we want to do, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a sim date. A sim date? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I guess a dating sim or like... Like the, the game sims? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're trying to think about making a game together. And we've thought about it since over last year. And oh, okay. stuff is definitely getting in the way with life. But, right. you know, that's, that's definitely a project that we have planned. Um, they're basically going to be about, like, these characters based off the four seasons. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the uh, people I interviewed not too long ago is currently making her own game. And, you know, we got to uh, talk a lot about the uh, progress behind that and how she and her voice actors are messing around with the kinks of the project. And it's all independently funded, so it's a massive pull in terms of her creativity and time and all that. So oh, like, yeah. You know, whatever y'all do, you know, just like for the game, just, you know, I'd say just take it one step at a time, you know? Oh, yeah, we're going to take our time. Oh, we're, we're going, we're taking our sweet time to take that step. So, so far we have like the concepts and we already have like an idea, but we see. Yeah, we have concept characters. We uh, need to get to the writing, like. It's we have some good. ideas with the writing. Um, yeah. I did do like, a, I did write up a bit of an intro, but basically we don't have any funds like at all. We don't have the money to do this ourselves. And uh, right now we're just going to try to, you know, this is just our own idea that we're going to try to build up. And right. I think it's a bit more casual, but building up, we don't have the money, but you know, we're using like a free program, RemPy, and that's for free. And it's like a engine like made for coding some dates and stuff like that. Right. So you're just kind of like figuring stuff out as you go along? Yeah, I think so. I did do like a practice coding thing with just like a, it was sort of like, I did like sort of like a troll one just to uh, practice with coding. It was just like about like, it was like this weird Maya the Bee, Hank Hill crossover thing that, that I did, that my brother helped teach me with. And Let's for my birthday. That same day. Let's talk more about <laughs> what, about B Hank. About B Hank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I made a B Hank dating sim just to like test out the options and the different things like that. I totally get where y'all are coming from. And I think, honestly, like I would totally play this game if it were made, but um, I guess I would just need like a visual accompaniment first just to like see what y'all have in mind conceptually, you know? I mean, we got a lot of concept art. It's just on in this. Honestly, sometimes it's just drawing them for fun and nothing else. Right, right. Oh, is the style of the game like the regular Sim style, or is it going to be like, I guess, adjusted from y'all's artwork or something? Uh, so I don't think it has like that very classical, you know, that super anime Sim date look. You, you know what I'm talking about, Maria? Right. 
Um, we have been trying to figure out a way that we both incorporate both our, our styles into it. I would say it's probably a bit more cartoony just because our styles are a bit more cartoony. Right, right. My style, I think all three of us have pretty cartoony styles too. Like, do you feel like there's a lot of weird perceptions of how people... I guess, react to cartoony styles nowadays, because it seems like a lot of art, whether it's animation or video games, tends to lean more in like, not pseudo-realism, but kind of just like pushing away from the exaggeration and more just kind of leaning into a bit too much believability to the point where they want to make it more down to earth or something. I think that it's more like there's different trends and different styles that people like right now. Like right now, I, I feel like there's a lot of, like as you said, um, pseudo-realism or kind of anime-based cartoons. But in the 2000s or 2010s, it was all about like the thick line and the very stylized. Oh god, I love that. It's like yeah, that is so good. So I think that it's more about trends and more about what people are into right now. I think that it usually fluctuates, so maybe we will see the return of the thick line. Like, I think it completely depends on which space and group you are. Like, when you think about, like, 3D video games about guns and shit, like, yeah, that is going more, like, boring, sort of realistic everything. But honestly, the circle I'm around, you know, I go around on Twitter, I like more cartoony, sort of, like, cutesy, kind of anime-based, but kind of, like, not sort of uh, art styles. You know, people drawing their own things, a lot of people... There's different peoples with different tastes. Um, I would say that I guess the more general public, especially less artistic people, have naturally, I guess, default crowd pleaser is, and honestly, I feel like it always has been realism, but like Maria said, these trends and stuff, and even then, like, that still has their own crowd for certain things. There's still, like, indie games with, like, really cool new styles, and then there's some that aren't, but, you know, it's what it is. People can keep doing what they're doing. Right, right. Just... How do you feel about, like, because I don't know if, if y'all, like, plan to, to do this necessarily, but, like, how do you feel about games being funded via crowdfunding or something? Because, I, like, I, I just see, like, the history of them, and they just, they either turn out really poorly or, like, lucky shots, you know? Uh, that completely depends. I hear there's a lot of really great indie games that come from, like, Patreon or something. It's just, I feel like it's kind of tricky because it depends on, um, I don't know. I feel like you need a plan in order to do that. And I feel like a lot of them kind of fail if people don't have plans on how to invest the funds and how to do something that people, you know, the thing that people are funding, you know, you need to give them results afterwards. So I think that when it doesn't work, it's because people are not organized or they just want to do a lot of things on their own, maybe. But when they do, I think that they just know a little better what they're doing and they know how to work with the money that they're given right tricky i think that there's not like a right answer or a right or wrong answer for that yeah i don't know i think it's a great way for talented passionate people to keep doing what they're doing uh oh yeah you know it is important to get the plan done and you know majority of people have things that fall behind so, like, I feel like Maria and I wanted our thing to go faster than we would have wanted, but, you know, there's always life and everything in the head. But I definitely think it would be better for us to, like, wait before thinking about, like, considering, like, a crowdfunding sort of thing. So I think maybe these people just didn't have the commitment and the right. To be fair, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I guess it's always a bargain. I mean, Patreon, like, you get your money back if the request isn't, like, fulfilled, right? Uh, I guess so. You can sue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, just like even if you don't have like a a sorted official plan, then just do what you're most comfortable with and that people can like forgive you on. And I guess all can go pretty well, you know? I still got a bunch of projects I have in my head that I'm just kind of leaving to the side and go back to them later. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not even next year, but soon, you know? Yeah. Still, I would look at crowdfunding more positively than negatively, to be honest. Because, well, maybe part of it is that my boyfriend, like, donates to places that have really cool games and stuff. But I like that people can have the freedom and they don't have to have the restrictions from the industry, basically. Oh, yeah, that's a really cool thing. Like, they can do whatever they want without having to, like, answer to someone else's. um... Yeah, it's funded by people who, like, wanted that kind of stuff. Once again, if they're not living up to their promises, yeah, that's irritating. And I think the people who are like getting into that have the right to not be happy about that. But I, I like the concept and I like that's an option rather than like it has to be the industry or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, like it, it, the industry, you don't have to rely on it, you know. Yeah. Actually, you know, even beyond that, like where do you see yourselves by the end of the decade in terms of like, I guess, continuing um, with your artwork, whether or not it's like you end up in an industry or you're still creating more passion projects, the game's all done, probably, you know? Mm, I don't know. I feel like life is moving so fast right now. It is. It goes slow at the same time, so I don't know. Yeah, I'd say I don't know, but hopefully the game is at least mostly done. I have been a little bit in the industry and I don't think I was the happiest there and using that as my uh, source of income. So I do think I'd rather focus on passion projects for the time being and just sort of see where stuff leads me. Like I have been going back to school for another course I've been just thinking about for steady income, but even that I'm still a bit more on the fence about. Like I've been taking the classes and I don't know, we're just going around trying things and I still have faith that, you know, things are going to turn out well. Yeah, I think a lot of us are doing a similar thing now to what you originally dreamed of five years ago may not be what you end up doing now, but whatever you do now is, you know, who knows, in the next five years, you'll be doing something even better than when you thought, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the future, maybe it's going to feel a little less overwhelming. Maybe it's going to be easier to like get projects done and, you know, at least you keep evolving as a person and your art evolves with you. Like as long as you keep doing it, you're just going to get better and things are going to be clearer in the future. Definitely. So uh, I'll wrap this up with two more questions, but um, for this second to last one, um, what would y'all say is your best advice to give to be it like animators or illustrators who are just kind of starting out, whether they be younger than us or just starting to go into college or even just like entering any field after college, so on and so forth. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's a bit of a tall order, but I think I think I might have something. Um, I think one thing one thing I'd say is to uh, I don't know, uh, not let people's opinion of you get in the way. So when I think about my thesis, I was almost I was close to making it about like this little like maybe romantic thing with my OCs or something like that. And and nobody ever saw me like make stuff like that. And I would think about like the people who would be watching and their opinion of me. I low-key don't like talking about my thesis because I, I feel like it was just so tiny compared to what I would have think about. But 
I guess I had just too much pressure and I choked up and made sure I passed. Yeah, it was really short too. It might have been the shortest film I saw in the 2020 series. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the big issue was just a lot of conflicts about like thinking about people's opinion too much rather than just like, I didn't want to go. I don't know. I feel like to be fair too, I felt like when we had to go home from Micah, I don't know. It felt like at least I was in such like a weird place that I didn't want to do any work. I didn't want to. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, definitely didn't I don't know. Do I felt work. like that also, like the pandemic also. But like, I mean, I definitely put it off though. My, uh, my thesis, like I could have had the before time, but COVID definitely did not help. That makes sense. But at the end of the day, like, you need to do what, what's actually you and what feels just right. That's what I say. You just need to go with your gut feelings sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, it's about like, what is actually you versus if you've been like, showing people one side of you for a while, that doesn't mean that has to be what you are forever. We love bros here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself personally. But with that said and done, I've asked this to every single guest I've had. And with you two being my final guests, I'll just ask it here right then and there. Whether it be personal or professional, at least at this point, what would have to be the toughest and proudest moments that y'all have encountered in your lives? And how did they impact you? In life? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's so interesting. What do, what do your other guests say? <laughs> Let's copy them. <laughs> I mean, they don't need to know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we are quiet kid overthinkers, and I think we, we got to think about, like, what, what really is it? Maria, you had, like, a huge transition from Venezuela to America. Yeah. Like, when I hear about your story, like, you have an interesting story to tell. Oh, yeah. Summarize it, though. You don't have to go. <laughs> Do the whole thing. Another hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, like... Okay, one thing I can say is that I'm very proud of Maria's growth. In the beginning, she had a hard time like standing up to some jerk roommates that she had. Um, mm. And over time, she was able to get her job all by herself. She went to these programs. She was like hustling. She earned money. I think. Oh yeah. I yeah, think that's... I think it's really admirable, like all the stuff that she did and she grew in this completely new environment. Oh, thank you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that one of the proudest things was getting my first job at Micah. Because before that, I was trying to get jobs during the summer and the interviewers were being assholes. So it was really nice to know that, oh, it's not me. I can do things. You know, I don't need the validation of these shitty interviewers to yes. know that I, can, that I can do things, that I can get there. Yeah, um, I, I can't think of a specific thing. Like, well, I can think of a specific thing, but I don't know if it's like a lifetime thing. I was happy, like, during the time I was able to finish like a thing for just the micro festival i was able to finish my butterscotch thing while doing like a whole bunch of animation classes at once and the butterscotch thing was not needed for a class like at all the rough was done for a class but then afterwards uh i just wanted to have it turn into a thing so i would put in the extra time in for it and i was able to do that on top of like a new animation assignment every week from other classes and i'm just happy i was able to accomplish that i guess I mean, it sounds stereotypical, but like the friends we made along the way, you know, the, like, <laughs> I'm happy with people I met once I got out of high school. I met a lot of, I opened up more online and had made some really cool friends. Yeah. And it's what I'm happiest about over my times. And I made some friends at Micah. Shout out to Damon if he ever hears this. And uh, of course, Maria, uh, Sung Young, Terry. 
with that. I love you, Terry. Uh, <laughs> I love Terry too. We all love yeah. Terry. Yeah, we Terry. All love Terry. If you you must have seen Terry. We all we all love Terry. <laughs> yeah, I I'm happy that I had some experiences. I had some ups and downs, and I met some new people who sometimes it didn't last long. Sometimes and other times it did, and it was uh, right. You know, one last thing I can say that was uh, like. Rebecca, I gotta say the work you did for uh, Romantic Chorus was really cool. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. Oh, thanks. I, like, I think I remember, especially since it, it was a freelance gig, you know, we all did it in our own time and we struggled and I'm, I'm sure you did too, but your stuff turned out pretty solid, I think. Yeah, I thank you, because I was feeling a bit, I have felt self-conscious about it, but I am glad I was able to, I think I'm overall happy with it. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it a like, lot, personally. Yeah, there was like a lot of good pieces in the romantic chorus. So I'm glad that you thought that mine was one of the good ones. All of them were good, but I'm glad you saw something in mine, you know? Definitely, definitely. I, I love everyone's stuff. I'm not biased, I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not biased with my classmate that I, that I saw. Yeah. Mm. Did you take this interview for free? <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Regardless of vague biases or otherwise, it's been a fun ride on this podcast. I hope y'all had fun too, but regardless, I think now it's time to uh, wrap this up. And before we do though, um, Maria, Rebecca, um, would you mind telling the viewers where uh, they can find your stuff? Oh, um, so get some plugs in. Yeah. Okay. We got a Twitter account. <laughs> oh, the Quiet Kids Twitter is kind of dead, especially when I changed my computer. So I need to log in with this like, new password. Really? I see. Yeah, it's at Quiet Kids Radio on Twitter. But we can also do our singular ads. I'm going to go to the link just to be super sure. Yeah, very professional, I know, but let's see. <laughs> uh, I'll post the link, possibly. Yeah, thanks. That's really cool. Okay, so Aquacus Radio. That's for Twitter. I don't have a singular Twitter, but I do have an Instagram. So that's Rebecca Z. Lou. I might change the name because I'm kind of not liking the left. But yeah, that's my Instagram. And Maria, you should put in your Instagram. And... Instagram. Okay. You got two, though. Yeah. I mean, we both are using the Quiet Kids Radio, but then I'm only Rebecca Zilu and Maria's only Maria the Human. Right. Yeah. Ooh, underscore. Don't forget that. Dude, yeah, it was taken. The other one was taken. I, I hate <laughs> that person. If that person is listening, please. <laughs> Maria the Human. That's an interesting one. I'll give you that. <laughs> underscore. The underscore. Is underscore. Wow. Yeah. We're not going to give attention to the person who took the, the one without the underscore. Could you not put the underscore after Maria? Or is that... <laughs> regardless of that i'm sure the people will find some really fun stuff but yeah definitely like if y'all want to you know you can definitely post more stuff on the quiet kids twitter account and your youtube channel i almost forgot about that oh yeah i think i'm gonna plug my individual as well we uh we actually were playing like katawa shoujo for a little bit on there Right. A part of me is like wondering if these are like taking too long and we should just play it together and do something else for videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was fun. Like maybe we should just do short games together. Yeah. But let me plug in those actually now. Um, so Quiet Kids is both of us. Yes. She's in there. Uh, no, but I don't have a YouTube. I have like my the account that I've had for like 2010. Oh yeah, I my YouTube is like pretty much dead. Um, I have been thinking about doing talks on YouTube about like different topics or something, but otherwise it's just the little stuff. I practice stuff I did in Micah. Nice. 
Well, I'll plug in the necessary stuff, but until then, uh, that should do it for this finale of SketchyCast. And by the time this is recorded, just happy July, everyone, let alone 4th of July. Get out there, have some fun with your family, and above all else, enjoy the sun. And I'll see y'all on the flip side. So take care. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Best of luck to your projects in the, the future. I mean it. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, until then, best be on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Bye.